0: So, David.
1: So, Michelle, how relaxed are you?
0: Not relaxed because anyone who's ever done a snow holiday, I snowboarded, my family skied, yeah. will know that it's the most not relaxed.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I I was so up
0: at 6am on the mountain at 8, yeah. doing runs yeah. until 4, and then you crash out in bed by 7.30.
1: Yeah, well, look, I've had a thrilling time in our mm. little break where I spent a lot of time with my chiropractor. Oh, great. As, yeah, as he snapped my back back, and you know, I found out that I have hyperpronated ankles. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay. So I'm pretty relaxed as well because that yeah, sounds the, like a boomer condition. The painkillers are kicking in right now. Well, no, no. I,
0: I I actually did a, did a little injury. I, I thought Ooh. I was very clever on a snowboard. I was doing all kinds of park and you know gnarly. Bert stuff, and then I just tweaked my And you my accuse MCL. me of
1: sounding like a boomer, and you've just gone gnarly Bert. Anyway, go on.
0: All right, all right. All and right. what did I'm you do? All cool. the kids know who I am, um, and then I, t- I twisted my MCL a little it so, you know. It's just
1: a little twist. Know, oh, and really- I became a semi-official Matilda. Oh, yeah. By helping one of the Matildas win celebrity theatre sports. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yab- look at you. Yeah, who sucks to you. It's been yeah. a great break. But, of course, as soon as you and I go, let's take a little break because there's nothing going Everything on.
0: Everything happened. Everything. So, what we thought we'd do is we would tuck into the things that we missed while
1: we were away. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. You're listening to I Spied, the holiday injury of Australian intelligence.
1: Oh, just... Oh.
0: Yeah, I need a, my, oh, my knee. Uh, my knee. Can I really you leave it? No. Can have ice pack? No, I need it. Oh, I just, just, I just need no, five minutes see, Are of, we I, getting old? I'm just going
1: to. The morphine's kicking. Off, oh, the morphine's kicking. Off.
0: Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan. And look, a lot happened in the two weeks that we had off, so we thought we'd run through a few of them. Yeah, let's go through it. And uh, just kind of break it down. And I think we have to start with, I mean, people fall out windows, <laughs> yeah. out of windows, yep. or they fall <laughs> look, I was out of planes, in planes, planes crash. Yeah, planes crash, crash. Yeah.
1: But, you know, it was, as I said, the least surprising dismissal mm. that we've ever seen as Pregosian. Yes. Good old Prigozhin, head of the Wagner Group, who yeah. was running that coup but not a coup a couple of months ago. I was so
0: confused. And, you know, when when everyone was like, oh, look, there's no bad blood between the two. Well, apparently there is. Oh,
1: well, that's the thing that's really fascinating about it because there was that idea mm. of there is no bad blood between them. Mm. But there's one thing that Putin does. Yeah. When Putin gets on and says, you've betrayed me and I will get you for this – Yeah. You betrayed him and he will get you for this. Yeah. All right? That's the whole thing. And like Prigozhin, I think the interesting thing is when you understand Prigozhin the man and his background, he was a petty criminal in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And then he started running a restaurant that Putin walked into one day and liked the food. Yep. So the next thing, Prigozhin is given the catering contract for the Russian Army.
0: So random.
1: And then when somebody in the Russian Army went, hey, guys, we should have a paramilitary, something like Black- Blackwater mm. in the United States yeah. and see what we can do there. Just come up with this, this little group of guys that – do shit for us that we don't want to actually be caught doing ourselves. And the cook was the guy who threw his hand up in the air and went, I'll do that. Sounds like fun. <laughs> now, the thing about the Wagner group is yeah. what he's created is this massive paramilitary. Yes. And this paramilitary, what's really interesting is the amount of work they're doing in Africa. Right. Right. So,
0: but, and let's be clear, most countries have these groups. Yeah. Off the
1: books groups. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now look to be Like perfect, private
0: contractors, ex-military, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that goes on that is orchestrated by governments, even ours, yeah. that we don't even know about because of it's off-the-books groups like this. There,
1: you you do need to have this silent arm of, mm. you know, something basically, and the best way to describe it when it comes to Bregosan, is you need a hammer. And that's what the guy was. He yeah. would literally kill his own men with a sledgehammer if they betrayed him. So- Oof. Again, That's the nice. fact that this – like he sent a sledgehammer to the head of the EU parliament mm. to say you're next if you keep messing with Russia and in Ukraine. So the whole thing about it is it's like essentially Prigozhin got ahead of himself. Yeah. And like the reason he – the, the great thing is the reason the coup took place, and I only found this out recently, was uh, Shogoy, who's uh, uh, Shoigu, the Russian –
0: Sounds like a really nice
1: rice wine. It sounds like a – it actually sounds like a Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've got myself a Shoigu. They all sound like Pokemon. They all do,
1: right? So uh, Shoigu, who's the head of the Russian defense forces, Mm. basically turned around and said there will be no more private contractors, military contractors in Russia from I think it was like July 3. Right. Or June 30 or something like that. He basically turned around and went, no more private military contractors. Now, the only force in Ukraine on the Russian side that Mm. had been making any ground was Wagner – So for Wagner to then be told, yes, sorry, you don't exist anymore. All of you are now going to join the Russian army. Well, Prigozhin himself was like, no, I spent a lot of time building this. I'm not going to have you now dick it around and put it in with your guys.
0: Yeah, so someone got a little too ahead of themselves. Had a tanty. Yeah. You
1: know, took over Rostov-on-Don, headed to uh, to Moscow, and that's probably when he got a phone call from Vladimir going, Back the fuck up Or now. maybe you're dead. <laughs> yeah. If if you stop now, all is forgiven. But you just go on television and say you're going to kill me. Well, I lie. Don't worry. That's just for the folks at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> he goes off to Belarus and goes into a hotel but then stays on the ground floor.
0: Of course. Of <laughs> well, course. You always stay on the ground floor.
1: Ground floor with windows that can't be open. No
0: windows. No windows. I'll take the room without windows, please. Yes.
1: Now, here's the thing. He was traveling back and forth between Moscow on his plane. And it's like I can remember. I think it was Monica Rattard, guest sh- of the podcast, yes, who turned around and said, "It'll be, ha- it'll happen within six months to a year." Well, Monica, you are absolutely yeah. right and slightly wrong because that was a real quick turnaround. It was a one.
0: real quick turnaround. He should have just flown commercial because <laughs> that might have made more sense. I don't think that would have bothered Vlad. Oh, that's true. He, do- I mean, he doesn't. Ca- he doesn't care about mass casualties. There was
1: that whole thing of the MH flight going over Ukraine. Oh before yeah, the war.
0: yeah, yeah. And he's right. like, "Oops, wasn't us." Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so, you know, Wagner, you know, the plane has crashed and the Russians are like, look, we finished our investigations into the crash and the results are, he's dead. No yeah. further questions, no,
1: no, Nothing to see here. Nothing
0: to see yeah, here. nothing
1: well. But the thing is, Wagner, despite the fact that it's now supposedly banned in Russia, mm. it's still incredibly powerful in Africa. It's working in Libya, it's in Sudan, it's in Mali, it's in the Central African Republic, which I think is formerly mm. the Congo, Yeah, right? So there's... It's highly active, but what's really interesting is the way they're siphoning the money through it in that they're not actually getting paid. With money per se, but like
0: they're just just getting to keep all the things that they steal,
1: pretty much, yeah. Right, they're one of the things that they've done is they went into this into Sudan, into Mm. South Sudan, where the rebels basically turned around and went, "Look, here's all the gold from that mine we took." Yeah, so it's like they're not getting paid per se as in money; they're getting
0: given. And the other one
1: is, it's like, oh, by the way, look, there's a silver mine over there; you can have it. Yeah, right. So they're kind of branching out these other things, and one of the things that the Wagner Group do not only will they bring in their it's like in the Central African Republic, they've turned around and gone, here's all the mercenaries you wanted. Mm. By the way, do you want us to work on your website? They do the, your social media for you as well.
0: Great. Right. So this Great. is like
1: Wagner, despite the fact that Prigozhin is gone, Wagner is probably going to break up.
0: It, it was always bigger than Prigozhin.
1: Oh, yeah. There, were definitely, there yep. were definitely other oligarchs involved. But I think you're going to find that it's going to sort of be teased apart.
0: And interestingly, what we've seen now is the UK is set to prescribe it as a terrorist group, the UK government, meaning it'll be illegal to be a member or support the yeah. organisation.
1: US has already done it. Yep. And James Patterson, the LMP, I think he's the shadow minister for home affairs. Mm. I think he's basically turned around and said, uh, excuse me, I think we need to declare it as a terrorist organisation. Yeah. And, you know, rightly so.
0: Yeah because it's at the moment it, we don't know what they're after what they want and who their leader is and who's controlling them.
1: They want money and their leader is tacitly probably So they're basically Vladimir. pirates.
0: Yeah. They're pirates. Yeah.
1: Right? They're freelancers. Mm. Like the same way Freelance that, pirates. Yeah, freelance pirates. And very much like the way Blackwater was in Iraq. Mm. One of the things that, I mean, a lot of, and I've spoken to military person, US military personnel that were there, and they just said they, they were cowboys. They literally just showed up and did what they wanted. And no one would stop them because no. private contractor, we don't answer to you. We answer to our boss. And that was, what was his name? Eric Prinz, right? Who then went into politics with Trump and he's never been seen again. But this is the thing. It's like, these governments create these little, little areas mm. of grey zone activity. <laughs> no, we love the grey zone. But it's highly kinetic grey zone.
0: Yeah. Now, another thing that kind of happened in the last couple of days is we've got a spy on the run. Well, are we talking about our friend in
1: the UK? Yes. These, this is real James Bond shit. This is way. great. This is very James Bond. So James Bond. I was quite surprised by it when you brought it up to me because I no, I hadn't been paying attention. I'm, I'm a busy man talking to the Matildas. But anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> so busy. This He's a terrorist. Yeah. Essentially he's a terrorist. Yep. But he escaped from Wandsworth Jail. Yes. He did the full, I love it, he did the full Cape Fear. Yeah. Strapped himself to the bottom of a truck. Yes. Did the full Robert De Niro. Yep. Yeah. Counselor. Yeah. Strapped himself under the truck, got driven out of the prison. By the time they realized he was gone, he was gone.
0: And they'd shut down motorways, which are co- and caused huge queues at ports after yep. his escape, trying to track him down. Now, he is accused of spying for Iran. Yeah. Um, he's an ex Royal Signals soldier, and he's only 21.
1: Daniel Khalif.
0: Only 21.
1: Only 21 years old. He's already been, as a signals. Uh, soldier, you yeah. you can honestly know he'll have definitely he'll have access. Yeah. Now the interesting thing about Khalif is he's highly trained. Right. One yes. of the things they basically said, literally, he's kind of like that James Bond character. He's been trained by the military. He's yeah. well versed in intelligence, and he's working as a double agent for a foreign government. Yeah. And they put him in Wandsworth and made him a part of the kitchen staff.
0: Yeah, well, apparently there's uh, a lot of questions that are being raised right now. Well, a lot of
1: questions (laughs) will be raised about that because, you know what, one of the things you teach your intelligence officers in the military is how to get out of captivity. Yeah. right. It's called, you know, I think it was called Escaping a void.
0: Yeah. So, and... Basically, officials are like, they think he's out of the country already on a fake passport. Yep. And they're, they're really concerned on how he managed to break out in broad daylight and whether a network inside or outside the jail actually helped him. So there is a lot going on here, which I think is quite interesting. Which is,
1: uh, This is a story that is going to get better and yeah, better as yeah, yeah, it yeah, uncovers. Yeah. And I should imagine that when about two years, there'll be a... Series, a short series, come out from the BBC. Oh yeah,
0: this is this probably has with David Tennant. This is Netflix written <laughs> oh, all over it. So
1: it's such a movie, but you know the, the escape itself is one of the great things yes. that we are going to go. You know, and but the, sto- the back story, the backstory behind it, the fact that he was working for Iraq or he was allegedly working for Iraq. I think the fact that he escaped and disappeared off the face of the earth is an indication that yes, he probably was working Iran, for Iraq. Iran. Oh, Iran. Sorry, Iran. Not Iran. Iraq, Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he was definitely working for the other side. I'm, uh, again. You dropped this one on me this morning. Good on you. You did what I do to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm not fully versed in everything. But what's interesting is it's now created a big ruction in the UK about prison cuts. Yeah. Because they've been cutting funding to prisons, as all governments do.
0: Well, unless you're America and you privatise it, and then it just becomes into a money-making machine. And it becomes a machine, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, the whole thing was Wandsworth is a lower security. It's not a maximum Mm. security prison. This guy was a trained intelligence officer. Right, they basically made – somebody screwed up massively with 100%. this 100%. And I do think it would have been partly, come on, he's one of our boys I and know. he's only <laughs> 21. Come on. What boy. harm could yeah. he come to? What, he's just a sapper. What on earth could he possibly do? Yeah. right. And sure enough, he's just gone, what I can possibly do is live <laughs> is the Daniel Craig lifestyle and get the hell out of your yeah. jail. yeah. Right? So – this I love this story. Yeah, I so I think
0: we should follow this one over the next little while because I think more and more is going to come out. The other one that I thought was interesting, ah. unless you have something.
1: No, no, no. I like this one. I know okay. where you're going.
0: Chinese nationals posing as tourists to spy on military bases, which I like. Look, this is this is peak America. Yeah. So the FBI has tracked over 100 incidents of Chinese nationals posing as tourists to breach U.S. military sites, according to a report by the FBI.
1: Just walking on board. Come here.
0: But I mean, it makes sense. They just walk in and they're taking lots of photos.
1: You've got to remember how porous military bases can and it, be.
0: And we have spoken about this before, kind yeah. of lightly touched on it. Yeah. But here we go. They've they've actually come out and said no. This is
1: actually. Yeah. This happening. is actually happening now. Look to get onto a location like. HMAS Watson. So mm-hmm. Watson's Bay here in Sydney, you know, down the end of the harbour. You can walk around there quite happily. Yeah. Right? It's not and, – and to be perfectly honest, really it's a naval training centre for bridge crews. So – Is there really that much that you're going to find out? Well, And you're not going to get into the actual secure areas because they're secure. But
0: those responsible, which have been dubbed gate crashes, range from Chinese nationals detected crossing into a U.S. missile range in New Mexico, scuba divers caught swimming in murky waters near a U.S. government rocket launch site in Florida, and several U.S. officials recently told the Wall Street Journal that there's a growing trend which represents potential espionage threats.
1: But this is the thing. I mean, it comes down to the stupid question that I was asked when I first joined ASIO, right? Mm. What is the most important ism of the 20th century? And tourism. Yeah, and that was my smart ass answer was tourism. But here's the thing: we can get people into countries on a tourist visa, Mm. right? So as long as you've got a fairly clean slate, right? And spies travel. Yeah. uh, They travel overseas for holidays. Certainly there are countries where you were – when I was working at ASIO, you were advised not to go to target countries. Don't go to Syria. Don't go to Mm. Iran, Iraq, Russia, or, or, well, back then, the Soviet Union. You weren't meant to go to those countries because they were targets. And if they were targets, you became a target within it. One of our guys walked into Syria, just decided he'd walk in there while he was on (laughs) holidays, and got busted. Yeah. And got out by basically handing – like, turned around to a guard. He had – Two hundred US dollars under the inner sole of his tennis shoe, right? Mm. And he took it out like he was under house arrest. He was mm. in a home. He was in a house. He wasn't in a jail, but he was under guard by a Syrian soldier. This is all, like back in the early nineties, and he basically turned around to this guy and held out two hundred dollars. Yep. and went, mate. If you turn away, I'll give you two hundred. These two hundred US. Guy put him in the boot of his car and drove him back to Istanbul. Oh. Right, because basically $200 in Syria back in the 90s was like 10000 So
0: always carry cash in your shoe? Is always. That,
1: well, yeah, it's a, is yeah that, it's a little trick, but then again, people will I'm take it. like, no shoes. one has
0: cash anymore. I'd have to like, can you tap, can you pay ID in? <laughs> you just walk up, and put your
1: foot <laughs> next to the reader. Can I
0: tap it? Everyone's looking at you. Where's where yeah. this guy's shoe?
1: <laughs> Who, has Who has cash? Who has cash? Right, so that's a very good point is – with these tourists, essentially mm. they are, these tourist spies, yep. it's like, you know, that's, it's actually, you can buy a, a tour. When you're well, in China, you can just you can do the base tour. Uh, just make sure to take lots of photos and send them to us. But
0: it's funny, because in other more concerning incidents, they were saying that Chinese nationals arrived, saying they had a reservation at a hotel on a military base, yeah. and that a group of Chinese nationals purporting to be tourists tried to force their way past guards at Fort Wainwright in Alaska, claiming they had reservations a commercial hotel on the base. So they're just playing dumb. Yeah. Oh, sorry, this is where I'm staying. But Relate, but, no, it's a military base. No, 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 I no, booked here. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I've got a hotel, I've Yeah. I've got yeah, a room yeah. at the Hyatt. Yeah, yeah. Now, Isn't that's this what, Airbnb? Here's one of the interesting things about American bases, though. They are kind of like little chunks of America oh I know in and like itself.
0: well I, I you know I had I had a stepfather who was in the Air Force yeah. and we used to we we've lived on a base before you yeah. know and they're like they're like mini little cities we had a cinema on the base yep. we had a pool on the yep. base we you know you've got your little houses it's like it is kind of
1: <laughs> when I was in <laughs> Qatar for the Asian Games and mm. we thought we're gonna get a lot of Americans because the The base in Qatar, the U.S. base in Qatar, is the largest base outside of the U.S., right? So we thought, we're going to get a lot of Americans. Saw three. Right. And I turned around to one of them and said, I would have expected to see a lot more of you guys around. He went, why? I went, well, huge sporting event. He went, yeah, but we've got all of this back at the base. Mm. And it's like, there is a shopping mall in there. There is a hotel. In yeah. there. There's all of the things that you want. It's a little chunk of America. So the fact that they walked up and went, no, 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 we booked a hotel room here. Yeah, we did pretty it. Pretty on, ballsy though. Yeah, Bookings.com
0: yeah, pretty ballsy, or Vivago
1: though. or whatever they used. Very ballsy. But that's the yeah. thing. Playing dumb is an extremely effective technique for any intelligence officer. Oh, 100%. The dumber, the better, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I lasted for seven years just by pleading stupid. Admittedly, I... Didn't really have to plead that hard. It was pretty obvious that I was. But <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I'm really stupid. We believe you. Yeah.
1: no, David, you're more than really <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. You're intensely stupid. Yeah. But this is one of the things that we're going to see more and more. Yeah. And I, I did, as I've said, I've been, because I had a bad back, I've been delving a lot. And there's some really interesting stuff about China's current operations in the UK mm. and also the UK's counter-operation, so the lurk and the counter-lurk that's going on. Mm. And I'd really like to talk about that in another episode. But, yeah, the fact that we've got tourists running around doing this, it's really not.
0: Well, and they're, and they're saying, look, they haven't really gleaned much information, but it is to them more of a numbers game. They're just throwing enough mud at the wall and seeing what will stick.
1: Yeah, of course. Right? They basically take a chance. Yeah. It's very much like the Prime Minister I walked up to on the ferry the other day.
0: Okay, which we, 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 we will, won't talk about yet. We won't yet. talk about that yet.
1: But basically – I, it, that moment, we went, oh, don't be that guy. And I went, and then no. You are,
0: but you are that guy, like no, you I'm are. Not
1: normally. I just felt this was an important <laughs> thing. Now, one last thing before we okay, go. Okay, go, go, go. Right. It's about – because let's be honest – Russia aren't doing well in Ukraine at the moment. In fact, a lot of people are talking about how the Ukrainians have made quite a lot of inroads with their offensive, their counteroffensive that Mm. they've been running. Of course, we're getting to the end of summer. So that counteroffensive is going to have to make a lot more ground before winter sets in. Of course, the Americans are sending M1 Abraham tanks. And the UK and the US are also sending depleted uranium ammunition, which is it's getting really yeah. freaking nasty. That yeah, stuff nasty. is really, really nasty. Yeah. But the Russians, uh, one of the things that's really interesting is the Russian propaganda war. Mm. The Russians have really controlled the narrative very solidly in Russia about what's going on in the Ukraine. And they've just released, recently released a movie. Mm. Right. Um, the movie is called The Witness. And it's a feature-length film about the Ukraine invasion. Mm. Oh, Sorry. Special military operation. Yeah. It centres on a fictional character called Daniel Cohen. Interesting name for a Russian. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Daniel Cohen, a, an esteemed Belgian violinist mm. who arrives in Kiev to perform in February 2022, days before the Russian troops entered Ukraine. As Russia launches its special military operation, Cohen gets caught up in the fighting, witnessing a series of inhumane crimes and bloody provocations by Ukrainian nationalists according to the movie's premise. Okay. An absolute flop. At the box office, I'm sure it was not one Russian wants to go and watch
0: Weren't it. Were not they forced to? No,
1: no, 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 no. They're trying to keep it look. They, they, but basically, they've created this huge, yeah, like uh, well,
0: but like this is what we see and how America essentially like perpetrated the fall of you know communism. It's yeah. like that soft power where you try to get to people through things like you know movies, movies and television, television, and music, and all of that yep. kind of thing. Like extending soft power, I don't think. Is something that the Russians are good at. I think it's definitely something that America is good at. But that's
1: a, well, that's an interesting point that you have made. Um, the soft power that the Russians have when it comes Russians
0: to, more hard power.
1: The soft power that Russia exercise is more. Social media based, right? Yeah, but that, so the influence that they used, yes. the influence they had in 2016. But in that's the more of a
0: control mechanism that they were able to feed the narrative because they were controlling it. Yeah. but like they that's not even working
1: anymore. No, that's but we're, we're onto it. Yeah, right? once you, the problem with soft power is once we're wise to it, we're wise to it.
0: No, but like I think soft power is more about like you want to emulate what the life that that people are living and what they're doing in it. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a directive from people it's more about an idea that you want to be part of
1: yes now i mean there's a great podcast uh in fact it was one of the reasons why i was approached to create this podcast yeah was wings of change right the song that came the out
0: of change yeah i think we've spoken about that we have yeah
1: the brilliance of that was is the conspiracy that's come out is the cia yeah. paid for it wrote it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah i reckon and my theory behind it is actually the cia probably went Geez, we let's make sure everyone plays this. Yeah, right. They might have financed the the getting it onto playlists, mm. but I don't think they would have written the song. I do. I let's give the band. I think is it Scorpion.
0: Yeah, give Scorpion. them.
1: Yeah, give them the credit. They wrote an incredibly good song at just the right moment. Yeah, right. It's one of those beautiful moments of synchronicity. Any intelligence influence, and in that soft power milieu, would be them going. How do we promote this song? Yeah. Right, because it's obviously having an impact on the population. Let's make sure it's heard. Yeah. Whereas what the Russians have done here with The Witness. (laughs) What a great name. Ah, The Witness. If only it had Harrison Ford in it.
0: I know. I would watch it. Yeah.
1: yeah. What they've done here is they basically, they've pulled out the Wagner Sledgehammer in movie form and gone, we're going to beat you over the head with the fact that they're all Nazis and we Mm. had to stop them. Yeah. That's basically it. And the fact that it wasn't a Russian character, they've made it a Belgian violinist, so you know a man who a man who cares who's soft and a good man yeah. who's watched all of this evil. It's like guys, you're the ones shelling everything inside. I mean, recently there was uh, the worst civilian casualty rate was hit about a week ago when they they lost a lot of territory and basically every every strategist is now saying every time the Ukrainians have a win, mm. the Russians will hit the um, civilians. Yeah, and like they're disrupting the grain harvest at the moment in that they can't get it out. There's an interesting story about how they're doing that. But essentially, the Russian soft power isn't even working on Russia anymore.
0: Oh, no. I think um, people have grown wise to it. And also, you know, there's a whole new generation that that are very wise to it and are probably way more savvy than even Putin himself when it comes to soft power and social mediaisms.
1: Look, the guy's got... Hackers, girl, He's got his hacker farms and his robot mm. farms and all that sort of stuff going on. That's great. But when it comes to influencing the kid on the street, and that's who he really needs to influence because without the kid on the street, his army stops. Yeah. Now, if they keep leaving the country, which they have been in droves, I mean, they've locked the borders. But if you're rich enough, you can get out. But the smart kids are just making sure that no, we don't buy the narrative and they're not buying the narrative.
0: Mm. So there we go.
1: What? We're back, baby. We're back. We're up to date. We've got a lot of really exciting <laughs> stuff coming up. We as do, well.
0: we do, and also keep your requests coming in at I Spied Podcast.
1: Please do, because look, I, I, the funny thing was, I sat down about two mm. days after you flew out for your Nordic uh, intelligence training yeah. uh, and where well, you did your NCL. Yeah, uh, I was in my office with my big whiteboard, and I had like an hour before I needed to be anywhere, and I went, I might just go through the, uh, you know, go through all of our yeah. messages and go on yeah. to Twitter and have a look and. The whiteboard was full in half an hour. Great. Right. right, so we got lots to talk about, and please do not hesitate in getting in touch.
0: Yeah, but we're going to do a, di- a deep dive in a few more things, and we're also going to do regular kind of catch-ups on the news in the spy world as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, right. There's, th- the funny thing is there's so many little stories that are going yeah. on. So occasionally little we are bite just going to – Little bite-sized. Little bite-sized things, but don't mm. forget the history of the world is our little oyster.
0: Oh, I love it. I love an oyster. Oh, a good oyster. Yeah.
1: And then a Bloody Mary with it.
0: Oh, I love a Bloody Mary.
1: I'm hungry. Starving. And thirsty.